you so much for listening to this episode of Earrings Off. We want to invite you to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. You can find us on Facebook at Earrings Off Podcast and on Instagram at The Earrings Off Podcast. Welcome to Earrings Off. I'm Lou. And I'm Teresa. Let's get started. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Well, it's Saturday morning and here we are. How yes, are you? Yes, indeedy. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well on this um, rainy morning, rainy morning, but doing well. We're going to jump in, folks. Welcome to Earrings Off. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. So today, um, Teresa and I are going to talk about needed conversations. And needed conversations are the ones that we need to have with our family members, extended family members about what's going on in terms of our health. And it's not so that we can, um, you know, just share information that um, we're, we're not comfortable with sharing or it's not about that. It's about sharing information which is needed so that our family members know what our challenges are, our health challenges in our family. For example, I was sharing uh, with Teresa that um, I went to, um, well, actually it was a funeral recently, and uh, a first cousin and I, we were talking about renal failure in our family. And that's something that's been in my family, but thankfully my older family members shared it uh, with me, that concern, uh, when I was much younger. And as a result of their sharing and saying, Lou, watch out for this, that made me share with my doctor for her to be more proactive about my kidneys, the health of my kidneys. And it also made me more aware of what lifestyle changes I needed to incorporate to make sure that I try to protect my kidneys. So, you know, years ago, when we lived in closer proximity to each other, physical proximity to each other, we were more prone to know what was going on. Somebody had a doctor's appointment. Oh, yeah, I got a doctor's appointment. How'd you do with the doc? That kind of information was readily shared. But I think as a result of HIPAA laws, which are wonderful and very much needed, but as a result of that, some of that's carried over for us to be so private about our health. And I get that. I'm that way too. But when you're talking about the younger family members, we need to just be a bit more um, open about health concerns, that things that sort of run in our families that we need to be aware of. So that's what we're talking about today. So, yeah. Much needed topic. And um, I would say to that, Lou, you know, when it comes to family, we we have to get beyond that whole uh, secrecy and afraid yeah. to share. I mean, I get it, not showing, sharing it with the public, but certainly within the family, yeah. we need to openly and readily share that the, that type of information. Yeah, because actually when I brought it to my physician's attention about the renal failure running rampant in my family, she said, you know, Miss Ali, I've never heard of that to, to that degree. And uh, I shared with her, you know, all the family members that had been impacted. 
And again, it's allowed me to just be more aware of the implications so that I can make lifestyle choices, which again, um, I hope put me in a better position as I age to maintain my kidney functioning. And I've shared that with younger family members just so that they are aware of um, what's going on so that they can make good choices because I've let them know this is something that's in the family. It does not mean you are going to get it. I haven't. And what it means is I want you to be aware of it so that you know what to look out for. So, so you said something. I know this is getting a little off topic, but it triggered something in me. Just because a family member has a certain disease does not mean that not- you have to get it. And so many people resign to that fact. They well, accept it readily. Renal failure for that example, is in my family, it's going to happen to me. Well, that's not the case. It's all of this, these things that you just said about being proactive and making sure that it doesn't, making the needed changes so that you don't end up in that same same predicament. There are some genetic factors right. um, when it comes to disease, but certainly it's not a guarantee. It's not necessarily a guarantee if you make the needed lifestyle changes. Right, right. And uh, Teresa, you know, you and I have talked about that very topic many times because, you know, one of my pet peeves is how people, particularly in our community, just readily accept a diagnosis of high blood pressure. And I certainly did because I had so many family members with it and people that I knew, I really, really felt like Okay, so I'm gonna yeah, I got high blood pressure and you take a pill. You you start thinking about that like people that you've been around, how they think, and it sort of runs through the family when but you're absolutely right. It does not mean that that's what you're going to get. And armed with information and um changes, that does not have to be your destiny. I see that and that's something that I've just seen uh, in the community, people just very accepting of these diagnoses when, no, we, we have to fight against that. And that's what I want the younger people in my family to hear is that I want you to fight against illness. You know, it's important. Yeah. So we just need to be more mindful of having those hard conversations and I've even I've been too lazy to do it but for years I've thought about doing like a newsletter to my oh, family yeah. <laughs> yeah. to just um share with them not only how everybody's doing when somebody got married but maybe just have a little small section about you know high blood pressure or what I've what we've shared on this show or something about diabetes just so that People can have yet another source for getting that information. Again, been too lazy to do it, have not actually um, done it yet. But I do share with my younger family members um, all of this information as we chat and keep touch um, throughout the year. Yeah, a great place to do it is family gatherings. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And we do that, yeah. Yeah, so so. I, I did note some note some points down about the importance, um, okay. some reasons why it's important to share your family, your medical history yeah. with your family. 
Mm-hmm. Like we said about the under, the genetic understanding, sharing your medical history helps family members understand any hereditary c- conditions or genetic predispositions that may run in the family. This information allows them to assess their own risk and like we said, take proactive measures for prevention or early detection. For that reason too, early detection. I mean, just to know certain medical conditions, like you mentioned, heart disease, diabetes, and other types of cancers can have a genetic component, but knowing your family's medical history can prompt earlier and more targeted screenings, testing, or preventive measures potentially leading to early detection and improve outcomes. Again, just like you mentioned, you taking that information about renal failure in your family to your doctor, which put that physician on heightened alert and what to look out for with your, with your help. And it helps us to make those informed decisions, right? Knowledge, Knowledge of that medical history can guide healthcare decisions and treatment plans. If a particular treatment or medication has had an adverse effect on family members, this information can help inform your own treatment and decisions and avoid potential complications. Yeah. Teresa, at that same funeral, I talked with a cousin and no, we weren't just talking about um, health stuff at the funeral. But anyway, I did. You remember I told you about maybe seven years ago, I developed an intolerance for shellfish. Been eating shrimp, crab, lobster all my life. Then all of a sudden, you know, this comes out. Well, when I we were talking about something came up about somebody having, um, you know, a crab fest or something, and I shared that with her, and she said, she said that same thing happened to me. She said I've been eating it. I said, what? She said, yeah, that exact same thing. And we talked about it. And she said, and it happened to my son. And now we are first cousins. And she is the only adult that I met since this happened to me that I know personally that experienced exactly what I experienced Yeah, as an adult. Isn't that something? That is something. Yeah. So that's something, you know, and as a result of our conversation, I mean, I was like seven or eight years ago, but we were laughing about, you know, you you have a comrade in this because she and I were laughing about how people will say to you, oh, I can never live without lobster. I can never live without shrimp. And she and I were cracking up saying, apparently they've never been as sick as we have to get a reaction to it because you never want the stuff around you. So, yeah, it's good good to share um, and see where the similarities lie and again, see what, what possible changes we can make to protect our our health. Very, very needed conversations. So Teresa, do you have anything for our health focus? I want us to recap a little bit before we, before okay. we um, go, go on to something different. It's important for people to understand, you know, just how they can learn about their family history. First of all, let go of that stigma of sharing, right? So just imagine if one of you, uh, you or your cousin had been in another situation earlier on and one of you had already had that experience with the shellfish and you shared that, right? One of you would have immediately been like, 
the soon as you had that sensitivity, because I know right, right, with your right. experience, you were not sure what was happening, right? right and right. you would have said, you know what? My cousin had this and I'm allergic. I can't, yeah. I'm, I can no longer tolerate shellfish. So don't be afraid when you're getting together in the family gatherings, don't be afraid. Don't let pride get stand in the way. Talk about it. That is going to be the biggest, biggest thing. And for the older uh, soldiers in the family, don't be afraid or make the younger generation feel bad about asking you questions mm -hmm. about what your experiences have been. Share, share that. I mean, and another Another thing, my um, husband is really big into this uh, genealogy. Yeah. And he's had the luxury of looking at um, some death certificates and seeing how, you know, some people have died in the family, like the cause of death. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, wow, they had this or that or the other, you know, mm -hmm. and those are some things that you can, you can look at i mean and it is everybody not just mom and dad you need to collect right. information from your grandparents your right. aunts and uncles your siblings and yeah. you need to share it with your children because once you have grown kids one of the first things they go to a i don't know if you call it a real doctor but a grown-up doctor like mm -hmm. once they're out of the right. out of they're away from the pediatrician. Right. Uh -huh. They have to fill out these medical forms. How can they do that if they don't know, if you've not shared with them, you know, conditions you're dealing with? And it, like you said earlier, it can be a very tough conversation. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you know, it's a tough conversation, but it's needed information. It's needed. <clears throat> it, it's needed, needed, needed. You need to either write it down keep it for yourself or share this information when you get it, you know, because you're doc with your doctor, because that's how they take, if they're good, <laughs> that's how they take the assessment and understand, you know, what your, uh, what your risk is, uh, mm -hmm. for a certain, uh, for certain things. And they will, they might take the opportunity to, to, um, prescribe some, you know, some screening tests mm -hmm. and, you know, there might be patterns or something that they might notice and see, but yeah. it is, it is a worth, it is a worth, definite worthwhile, um, worthwhile conversation. Absolutely. And you know, Tracy, you brought up uh, something when you talked about going to the doctor and filling out the forms, because particularly with women, they're interested in, like you said, um, they're looking for breast cancer and that that's needed. But these conversations go beyond that, you know, because there are a lot of other conditions that um, are in families that we need to be aware of. And when people are sharing, we have to be um, we have to be careful with that information because people are sharing because they love you. And they want you to have a healthy life. And so we're to be protective of that information when people share it. I've shared um, beyond health information, particularly with my nieces. I've let them talk to them about the aging process for women and some expectations on that. Because people just need, we need to know this because that then, like I said earlier, it allows us to make some changes, make some decisions so that as we age, 
that we're trying to put ourselves in a better position for our health and to live well. Right. I mean, you know, I take it for granted, you know, uh, what you said is you made you made a good point. I take it for granted. Like if I say something to my family that they're not going to go broadcast it right. all over Facebook, you right. know, or social right. media or something like that. But you're right. I mean, I think that's also something that you should you should make clear like I'm sharing this not because I want you going out telling people outside of the family so that you can protect yourself and your family. But yeah, I think, I think, I think that's a good, that's a, that's a good point to make. It's just like our, you know, this is a little off topic and we've talked about this too. It's like our stories, right? Our history of our families. Like we need to keep that information going. And when we do, the other thing about the whole lifestyle change, when we do realize that it's diabetes or high blood pressure or something that our family that our that has been a tradition traditionally plague plagued our family, when we correct our when we make lifestyle correction, it's important for us to share that information as well. Yeah. Now that is something that I do talk to my family about a lot. Diet and lifestyle changes. Like there is no magic cure for any of it. You gotta do the work. I heard um a clip of um something that Venus William was saying in an interview, she was talking about, I think, financial freedom. But mm-hmm. what she said was, the quote was, discipline is freedom, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and when you have the discipline and you put in the work, then you are free to do whatever it is that yeah. you want to do. And mm-hmm. when it comes to your health and your well-being, it requires a lot of discipline and a lot of work. And then you're yeah. free. Well, yeah. And Teresa, remember, I just spoke to you about that because I saw a quote that sort of stopped me in my tracks because we are always, particularly as women now, the buzzword is self-care, self-care. And, uh, you know, we think that means taking time out for ourselves, getting a massage or, you know, all of these things going away for a girl's weekend and all of that can be part of self-care. But what stopped me in my tracks was this quote that says, said, discipline is the highest form of self-care. Discipline. Discipline is the highest form. Another thing with that, like I made, I made some decisions this week that I knew that I know were bad for me. Honestly, I just know they were because over the, all of I ran myself into the ground all of August. I was out of town for almost the entire month, having a grand old time, right? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so, but then when I came home, I should have slowed down. I should have taken the time to rest and relax because I had run myself ragged. And then I had the opportunity to attend this professional organization, their mm-hmm. national, that they had their board meeting and, um, and the CBC is going on in the DC area and had mm-hmm. an opportunity to attend some of those mm-hmm. functions. And I said, yes, I should have said, no, I was exhausted. <laughs> and as a result, I think, I know that, you know, my body said to me, girl, stop, you know, <laughs> slow down. And, just stop, 
you know, I was just physically exhausted mm-hmm. and experienced some things that I know for sure were linked directly to me not getting the proper mm-hmm. sleep, the proper rest, and the proper food because I've been on the run. Like my proper, my smoothies and mm-hmm. teas and all of these things that are important to me and my body because I know um, that, you know, and that discipline and the word no, discipline and the word saying no is a complete sentence. And just, you just have to do that. Sometimes you yeah. just have to. Yeah. have to take advantage. I know that was all off topic, but I think no, maybe- no, no, no. Actually, it's <laughs> not because that too is some is part of the health discussion. I mean, it really have, is. Yeah. When we share with our family members, you know, we we often share about our trajectory in our health and in our career, but we also need to share you know, the sacrifices that have been made and even where we made some missteps, you know? Right. Um, Because as I look back, there are, you know, times when I cringe at some decisions that I made that I knew were not in my health's best interest. Right. They were not good decisions. But I believe there were decisions I needed to make at that time. And so you start thinking about that. And so that, too, is part of the discussion. You know, Mm -hmm. not just don't eat this and do this, but to to also include the whole lifestyle. That's um, right. In terms of your health. Because all of that impacts it. Teresa, I shared with you how I was blown away when, you know, I had to do these, I would live one place uh, on the weekend and then had to go in and live in the city during the week. And I did that for almost 10 years. And then when I just stopped it, my blood pressure plummeted. I mean, I thought something was wrong with me. It just went down and it happened so fast. And my doctor said, can you think of anything? And I, the only change I made, the only change I was still eating the same, all of that was the fact that I no longer had to do that. Yeah. And I had no idea it was having that, that. Much, that kind of an impact on my body. And it yeah. was more stressful for me than I thought it was. So, you know, it's all of that. Um, Isn't that amazing? Yeah. That is is amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Being in that rat race is, I mean, yeah, it's tough. It can be tough tough, on our bodies. But it's like you say, there are ways to manage it, of course. Um, But we have to be aware, first of all, and acknowledge that, yeah, this is happening and what kind of changes can I make to sort of navigate it? I've shared before years ago, one time when I took, um, took a position that I felt would be very challenging. One of the first things I did when I had my little talk with myself about taking this position, I said, you will work out a minimum of three times a week. That's a non-negotiable for you. If you are, I'm this, I was talking to myself. Yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If, if we're gonna do this, if I'm doing this, that we're not gonna deviate from that because I have got to stay healthy to try to stay healthy under this kind of stress that I'm knowingly putting myself in. Okay. And so I just that was just something that I held true to the whole time, and I think it it helped a lot. 
um, in terms of me maintaining my wellness throughout that. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. but, um, you know, again, folks, we just wanted to talk to you a bit about um, needed conversations. And it's really not uh, a light topic or an afterthought. This is important stuff. It's, it's very important. And when we have those conversations, um, we have to be careful of the way, be mindful of the way that we are framing those conversations. Because now when I talk to my nieces, my family about blood pressure, yeah, I let them know. I No, that's not, that, that didn't have to happen, you know? And you don't have to accept that it will be your reality. I wish I had not accepted it. But I thought that just ran in our family. No, it does not. Right. You know? And so I be be mindful of the way you're framing the conversation so that again we can promote health throughout our uh, our families. And of course the, the community benefits from that. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. So um from there we are going to we're gonna go on and move into our mantra, Teresa. So I wanna talk to you a little bit. Of course, Teresa and I believe in mantras and mantras are allow you to engage in the power of positive thinking and healthy self-talk. It keeps your mind from negative thoughts and negative self-talk and it focuses you and it counteracts the belief that you are a it counteracts beliefs that don't serve you well, that aren't in your best interest. And you'd be surprised throughout the day if you just pay attention, what kind of negative thoughts are going through your head? Teresa, you know, meditation has been challenging for me. We did a show about that. And when I would just sit down and meditate, it is it was surprising to me, the things that would run through my mind. So mantras are a practice that focuses on being kind to ourselves. In mantras, we're using those to sort of be the friend that we try to be to everybody else, to extend grace to ourselves and to act in ways um, and, and say things to ourselves that are respectful of ourselves. We are we go overboard to be kind to the people in our lives and even to strangers. Be kind to ourselves. And um, that's what mantras do. It focuses on the positive. It sets your tone. It can set your tone for the day, for that moment. And even when um, things happen throughout the day, take a minute, take a pause and try to say something positive that will help you navigate whatever you're dealing with. So, Today is a good day. I will make it so. My reality is formed by what my mind tells it. Today, I am healthy and well. I am at peace. I extend kindness to myself and others. In my actions and interactions today. I lead with my commitment to do better. And be better. I commit to being part of the solution. To positively impact the environment. And the world. 
my choices become my reality. That's it for us here today at Earrings Off. We wish you all the best. Thanks for joining us and take good care. Bye-bye. 